Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Thursday, January 18th, 2024. And today we're reviewing the first big box office movie of the year. Maybe it probably hopes it's going to be. Yeah. Mean Girls, the musical. You know, I actually don't know. Is the real title of this Mean Girls, the musical? No, it's just, just Mean Girls. Just Mean Girls. The remake. Oh, wait. I looked up Mean Girls 20, 2004. Mm. No, I think it's just Not, Mean Girls. Yeah, it's just Mean Girls. Not to be confused with Mean Girls musical that was on Broadway. Oh. And not to be confused with Mean Girls. 2004. Correct. Yeah. The remake of Mean Girls, Tina Fey just getting in her bag. Uh, they released an old classic, and they did so in a musical variety so they could make more money. Yes, they did. And obviously Mean Girls is a a cultural phenomenon, a, a well-cited movie, you know, kind of hits our generation, hits the millennials more, I think so, than even ours. Um, yeah. And this is attempting to bring it back and hit the new generation, Gen X. Gen Z? I don't know. I get all confused because I watch the, the Gen V on Amazon Prime and it fucks with my mm. brain. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if we're the target audience for Mean Girls. I'll be honest. We're not. But, I'll be honest. Um, we saw it with our significant others. And I have some things to say about this film, Ty. I do too. I can't wait. Let's get into the show. percent of the time, it works every time. Don Stamos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Oh! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Katie Heron has been homeschooled her entire life, but now she's shooting straight to the top of high school popularity by becoming one of the members of the Plastics. Is that the synopsis for this movie or the 2003 movie? Same. It's the same. Carries over. Shooting straight to the top of popularity by becoming one of the members of the Plastics and singing. Through song and dance. Correct. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only difference. <laughs> that's how you differentiate. Well, now that you mentioned that's the only difference, Jay, have you seen the original film? So, I told Riley beforehand that I haven't, but at, in watching this movie, I realized that I've at least seen bits and pieces of it. I, I think I might have seen the whole movie not at once, but in various stages. Okay. It was one of those movies that I feel like was always on like the 500 channels on Charter. Like okay. that my mom would turn on, yeah. you know, and it'd be like halfway through and I would just be like, oh, mom put on Mean Girls right now. Uh, you know, I feel like it's one of those kinds of movies, but I don't know if I've ever seen it start to finish. Okay. Um, I had not. I had never watched it. Um, and I told Victoria that we went and watched it. Mm-hmm. I was laughing at things that she was like, why are you laughing? Like that was like in the original. Well, it still plays it, then. Well, here's the thing. It still plays. We went home, watched the entire original. She put it on. She wouldn't let me watch anything but the original. Mm. I watched both Mean Girls the exact same story back to back. How was that? I've got takes on, on the original versus this one that we'll get into. Great. I, I would I would love to hear them. Um, look, I'm fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by the idea of, and we've. this isn't the only property that's done it, looking at you, High School Musical. The, the musical. idea of what's that high school musical the musical the series series 
It's a movie that they converted to a Broadway show, mm-hmm. wildly successful Broadway show. And then they said, let's roll it back, run it back, make it a movie again. Yeah. And that just blows my mind. And I think we're going to see more of this. Um, before you know it, we might get a Hamilton movie. Oh, and going then the maybe opposite. a musical about the movie. Okay. Or maybe it'll be a dramatic play, not yeah. even a musical. No song in that play. <laughs> um, obviously, we're getting Wicked, which is a retelling of The Wizard of Oz. Like, not the movie Wizard of Oz, but in The Wizard of Oz world. Yeah. It's kind of like a prequel to Wizard of Oz. That became a very widely, maybe the most successful musical of all time. Is it the same story as the one with James Franco? I don't know. I've the seen that movie, and I don't wonderful know. Wonderful Oz or some shit? It was like when the Wicked Witch became the Wicked Witch. I don't he know. he became Oz. I've seen both, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I've, I saw that James Franco movie in theaters. Oh. Okay. That's a random uh, AI-generated movie synopsis or whatever. We yeah. used to do random Rotten Tomato score. That's a movie. I, didn't, I forgot that existed. Try to make Mila Kunis ugly in her prime. <laughs> <laughs> but this fascinates me, that, that they're doing this, that they are just dipping in, that Tina Fey is just making so much money on all this. You know, she, she is in the same role in this film. She came back, same exact role, same as the principal mm-hmm. in this film. And I respect it. No, yeah. I mean, if you got something, you can make money off of it, and you're Tina Fey. Why the fuck not? I'm just, is this going to, well, we'll see how it does in the box office to see if it's actually going to spawn, like, a new wave of thinking. But, I mean, we've seen movies are transitioning to musicals now. Like, there's a Back to the Future one that just recently came out um, within the last two years, maybe. I know that that's getting good reviews. There was a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one. There's, <laughs> now they just made Wonka, but that's kind of a prequel, but... I just wouldn't be surprised if we see this happen a lot more. There's a fucking Beetlejuice musical. How about that? And now they're making Beetlejuice too. Is there? Mm-hmm. What's the most serious movie that they can make a ridiculous musical about that you can think of? Schindler's List. Oh, wow. The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Yeah, the musical. Just singing away. Probably make it very emotional. Yeah, I know it would. Very, um, it wouldn't be a up, an up, like a upbeat musical. No. What about Crybaby? That's a movie that's turned into a musical, and I don't even know which one came Is first. It? Yeah, Crybaby's movie. See, I really don't know anything about like Broadway and musicals, so yeah, you're uncultured. It's okay. Y- yeah. I've seen a play on Broadway, not to brag. Dear Evan Hansen, Dear Evan Hansen, which we have reviewed. That that's going to be maybe the closest thing we can compare this to in terms of just what we have done on this podcast. Um, and I still think we were probably too high on Dear Evan Hansen when we did it, but it is what it is. What do we give it? Uh, I don't know. I was going to save that for the end, Ty. Well, we gave Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Okay. Holding. Still can't find it. <laughs> Jeez Louise. But yeah, so Riley was excited for this. She's been singing the Mean Girls musical songs for a long time. This was a play we actually tried to see in the past. It's been in Southern California because of tours and just never got the chance to do it. So this was a perfect chance to see what it was all about. And uh, before we jump into the scale or anything, I I would like to come clean to the movie theater, Civic Plaza 12. Um, Maybe not come clean. They already know I came clean. Something very embarrassing happened to me today. In fact, I you went today. I had to go back to the theater today. Oh. Because I left my water bottle that I snuck into the theater in the theater. <laughs> oh, you're like, you're non-disposable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> snuck it in. <laughs> made it a point to sneak it in. We were we saw like a 7.30 showtime, which I guess was like their last showtime. Okay. <laughs> because like the guy was like, oh no, we saw it at 7. And the guy was like, hey, we're closing at 7.30. So do you want your refill for your popcorn now? Because you won't be able to get it later. And I was like, I'm fine. But by the time we left, there was, like, no theaters even, like, showing anything. And I was, like, 930. I was, like, damn, they're closing up shop early today. That's January movies. True. Get back to the uh, the apartment. And I'm just, like, I'm looking for my water bottle. And I was, like, great. I left it in the movie theater. And uh, it was too late. Couldn't go back. And I had to go back today and said, hey, have you seen a Chargers water bottle? I may or may not have left it in the theater. And 
they found it. They had it. I got it back, but it was very awkward. And I just like tried to break the awkward tension. I was like, well, guess I'll never sneak water in again. Ha ha ha. And they all just like looked at me like, yeah, shut up, dude. Yeah. We don't care. Fucking guy. But it was it was very embarrassing. That's and, fantastic. Um, I just would like to apologize. I would also like to point out that uh, the top of our film, I think, was cut off a little bit because some of the framing in this was really bad. And I don't think it was the movie itself because I don't think Tina Fey would let like the top of someone's head get cut off in some of like the up close scenes. Yeah. So Civic, step up your game. Yeah. I mean, I not to brag movie club member went to Cinemark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zero issues. Crystal clear. Good framing on everything. So Cinemark's- maybe they could afford someone to ad- adjust their uh, image. Yeah. If you actually bought water instead of sneaking shit in like a criminal. Cinemark is the gold standard of where we live in the movie going. Um, but that being said, I just can't get past a, once again, I live a quarter mile from the, the civic plaza mm-hmm. and B, I can't get past the 30 minutes of trailers. It oh, bothers me. So Victoria was like ready to leave the movie theater. Really? From the amount of trailers. Like she was audibly like, are you fucking kidding me? With the amount of trailers that just kept playing. Show up to Cinemark 20 minutes after your movie time. No, that's what she said. She was like, you're leaving 15 minutes later next time you come to the movies. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And it goes back to one of the most infamous arguments me and Riley had that I think, they, think I've talked about in this podcast where we were seeing a movie at 6.30. Well, 6.25, and I told her 6.30, and she was stressed out because I told her the movie was five minutes later than it was. We got there at 6.30. She was stressed out. We still had to sit in 25 minutes trailers. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to do the reverse of what I do to my father to her with movies and tell her – if we go to Cinemark, hey, the movie's at 6.30 when really it's at like 6.15. Get there 6.30. We don't have to watch all the trailers. Yeah. No, that's you definitely have to do that if you're going to Cinemark because they they get their money in advertising. That's how it's such higher quality than Civic Plaza <laughs> is because they put their fucking ads in before each showing. You know what Sim- Civic Plaza did have, though, for the first time when I sat down and watched the film? They had a little intro and it said the number one small privately or something. The number one small family-owned movie theater chain in the country cinema west wow something like that i was like wow you guys really staking yeah. your claim like, yet your screen we're rich wasn't fitting we're just not that rich <laughs> <laughs> so they were staking their claim you told me before the podcast you had a movie theater going experience no to no, share. no movie related movie theater experience was fantastic oh so this is something we'll dive into throughout the course of the film it was literally just that i watched me and girls back to back oh that was it got it because it's not like it's a different like oh what's the different takes it's the exact same story. Like, beat for beat. Well, we'll just parlay this into a plot slash story. You don't have to give your score yet, Ty. But, yeah, yeah it is the same. I want to ask you, as someone who hasn't actually sat down and seen the whole thing, did they have to leave stuff out? Because this Mean Girls 2024 is an hour 52 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I go back and I look at Mean Girls 2004, and the runtime is, I can't find it. I should have been more prepared. Yeah. Hour 37. So I guess actually that makes sense, 15 minutes of singing. Yeah, all the music okay. and stuff. The only thing that changes is there's, like, a few mall scenes in the original mm. where, like, the girls go out shopping and shit. And, like, her best friend, um, the character's name, not Regina, Janice, mm-hmm. she works at the mall in the original. Mm. Whereas this one, they just, like, hang out in the basement. I don't know. But, like, usually yeah, yeah. all the scenes of them, like, talking and, and conspiring is when she's working at her job uh, in the mall booth. Got it. So that's the only thing that I really noticed that was, like, different. Outside of that, it's like beat for beat. There's just singing in this one. <laughs> I should have looked up the runtime, did some research, because in my head I was like, oh, they're probably the same length. So obviously if there's time to sing songs, that had to have taken away from some of the plot. But obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah, no, it didn't take away from the plot at all. They didn't like speed up anything, like the candy cane scene. That felt like a scene in the musical. I feel like they kind of breezed through through one song, where in the movie they might have let it breathe a little bit. 
No, no, not really. Oh. In the original movie, they they do their song and dance, and the music cuts off like halfway through. Mm. And they have like an old school like CD radio player up front. Not old school, but I mean 2004. <laughs> yeah. And they run up, and she accidentally kicks it and kicks it into someone's face. Okay. Um, and it breaks. And then what is it? Katie sings the rest of the song in the in the movie, mm. and they finish dancing. Whereas this one, it's just like Regina George gets fucked up. She falls. Got it. I meant the candy cane when she gets the fake candy cane for her one friend that says it's from Regina George. <laughs> you meant the candy cane musical mm. thing. No. No. No, no, that's the same. They just breeze through that too in the original. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, no, they're like even stuff where it's like, ah, I feel like you could have used more. They didn't change. They didn't add anything to correct any issues in the original. Why would they? It's a perfect film. Yeah, they just beat for beat. They said we got a good we got a good base to build on here. Let's not change a single fucking thing and run it back. So as someone who watched them both back to back, what are you giving the plot slash story for this film, which is literally just the exact same remake? Yeah. This is like Lion King twenty nineteen territory we're talking here. Well, yes. But counterpoint, I had never seen the original when this Neither started. So I'm just basing my sc- story score based off this movie alone. Okay. Because I had nothing else to go off of at the time of watching it. Okay. Um, story, you know, obviously homeschooled, comes into a new town, joins the, well, joins the, the two, her friends and, what the fuck are they? I didn't know Damian, anyone's names. Yeah, Janice. Damien and Janice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, fake joins the plastic, but then, like, real joins the plastics and becomes friends with them. Obviously, fight. Regina George gets hit by a bus, almost dies. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's very run of the mill. It's nothing crazy. There's the weird subplot of I'm really smart and I'm gonna do a random math competition mm-hmm. in the middle of this movie, which is not necessary because she's going back to her original roots yeah. of being smart. Yeah, does that explain more in the original? No, again, oh, <laughs> just dead straight. Same thing. She fakes pretending to be dumb in the original mm-hmm. to talk to the boy. Whole love interest. Forgot about that part. Yep. Pretty integral. Integral? Interval? Integral. Integral. Limit does not exist. Um, look, man, it's run of the mill. It doesn't do anything special. The pacing works good though. Like I I was following along with the story the entire time. I'm at an eleven out of twenty. Interesting. I don't have any issues with it. It's like the plot holes are whatever. Pacing's done well. Storytelling's fine. The story isn't anything special, and I don't think that people are coming to Mean Girls to watch an incredible shocking story well maybe in 2004 it was incredible maybe i feel like there wasn't an era there in like the early 2000s where like these high school not like a workplace comedy but the high school dramas were kind of like oh they were thriving really popular yeah um that being said i was a little bit harsher than you okay even though i hadn't seen the original mean girls start to finish but then realized through osmosis that i have seen most of it I just can't give credit to something that literally just remade the exact same thing just with music. Like, it's going to make money. I mean, it's already broke even, or it's made a profit in the box office, so they'll probably make money on it. You know, obviously there's marketing and whatnot, but you're you're obviously trying to make money out of it. And it's one thing to, like, adapt it to a, a, a musical theater play where it's on a stage. And, like, I, I, that's one thing. But then just to bring it back and then just have it be the exact same thing with music, it's like... I just don't know how much credit I can give a movie that does that. Mm-hmm. That just makes the exact same thing again on a story that is so well known. And like, I mean, this is going to come to my point later. I just don't know who this movie's for, but I guess I'll make that point in the next category. I gave it a seven. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, if this, if Mean Girls 1 doesn't exist, if I'm just watching Mean Girls 1 and it's the exact same story and there's no songs like you mentioned, I'd probably give it. A 10, 11, 12, something in that yeah. range, depending where I fall. And 
I don't want to kill it too much. I don't want to give it like a one because that's just a little too harsh. But I wanted to punish it a little bit for like, hey, you're not trying to make this movie. Tina Fey, you're not giving me this movie like I got a great story to tell you that you've never heard that like is innovative. You're not going to you're not trying to sell that to me. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that's what it was. Seven out of 20. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't disagree with you at all. But I was just basing it on like this is 20 years after that movie came out. Mm -hmm. It's like 2004. Doesn't seem that long ago. Very long time. We were only five or six, depending what yeah. month this came out in. Yeah. So very long time ago, rehashing a story from 20 years ago, like everybody fucking does it now. So I'm not going to hit it too much, especially because I haven't seen it. So I do think there is an audience of people who have not seen the movie. Could they have made it a little bit more modern? Like they do TikTok dances and stuff. So I guess that was their way to like make it more modern. But I just wonder yeah. if there was something they could have done. I don't know. It, it definitely is modernized. Like, there is the TikTok dances, whereas that one, like, she literally just, like, photocopies things and tapes them to people's locker instead of it going viral on social media, like the burn book. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, they spread it all with paper and shit in the original. Like, it is updated and more modernized, but not that much. Yeah, I don't know how else they could have done it. Um, I lost my, my train of thought, the point I was going to make, but... Well, I mean, because you can change the story in certain ways, if you really want to, but I feel like the story itself is kind of, I, I, it's weird to use it on this story, but timeless. It's just like new girl trying to fit in with popular girls type thing. Yeah. I just, I just wonder like, cause I'm trying to think of comparisons and like in the first thing that came in my head right now was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, but he went a completely different direction with that film. No. Yeah. It wasn't a remake at all. It was something completely um, different. Whereas every other one has been a remake, <laughs> but that that's a different situation. It's all based off of source material from the 1800s and there's different interpretations and Whereas, like, you can't shy too far away from the original Mean Girls because then people are going to just be like, what is this? Yeah. So then I'm like, well, like, how am I going to feel about Wicked? But with Wicked, it's like it wasn't even though, you know, it's based off Wizard of Oz and who knows if it's the same as the James Franco movie. Um, it's not like a movie, then a musical, then a movie. It's at least a musical to a movie, which I feel like makes it a little bit better in my eyes. Same thing with Dear Evan Hansen. Like the story. Yes, it's the same story from the musical, but it's in a different medium. So I almost give it more credit. Cause you're like, you have to adapt that theater to a movie that, that play. This is just, it's doing both. It's like movie theater movie. Yeah. It's and gone I, through a full cycle of switching over to this and switching back to this. And so I just, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I, now I feel mean for giving it a seven. You feel like a mean girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I really I don't, do. Because I'm looking like Mulan 2020. Neither of us. Gave a, yeah. For like, especially for story. Obviously, Lion King. Uh, is that, I've still never seen it. Both. Yeah. Both that one's not even on here. But I know like I shit on that for the same thing. Uh, Pinocchio, the Disney plus one with Tom yeah, Hanks. Bad score. Bad score. So, I mean, you're right. Peter Pan and Wendy. Bad yeah, score. Even that story was different, though. Yeah. It just wasn't good. The Last Airbender. Very bad score. Very bad score. <laughs> but that was just a whole series of yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. squished into one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, it, it's rare that you get this. And, and especially, like you said, like Dear Evan Hansen, it goes from one medium to the other. Whereas this, it is going from one medium to the other. But, but the, then just back to the original. Yeah, it was already like, it was already this media that created this property. Mm -hmm. And then you made it work for music, or for a musical in Broadway. And then you just brought it back. Yeah. It's a wild move. Look, and, like, you can still make an enjoyable movie that people like, but, like, I'm just not going to give you credit for the plot. Yeah. Because, like, how much work did they really do developing this story? Very little. Probably none. Very little. 
because all the work they had to have done to adapt it to fit the music in was already done in the when they moved it to to the stage. Now I'm very interested how different the story is in the musical. That we need to go see it. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> way to answer all that question. Three to figure out what changes <laughs> happened from point A to point B to point C. Yeah, I'll find us tickets, Ty. You know, it'd be hilarious us if there was like we'll another character in in the musical that they added for the musical and then cut bringing it back to movie. That'd be good <laughs> shit. Palm Desert, California, March 29th through March 31st, right before my wedding. Let's go. <laughs> we'll sneak That's, in a Mean Girls musical trip. It's the only time it's close. I can tell you're looking at Mean Girls on the laptop because your microphone's reflecting so pink. They really fit to their key elements on their website, which brings me to key elements on our scale tie. Yeah, so... With it being a complete replica of the original Mean Girls, how do you feel about the key elements? Is this a Mean Girls movie? I feel like I'm going to be a lot harsher than you are. Oh, yes, you are. I don't know who this movie's for. Okay. I think the music is good at points. Like, I I, I wouldn't say any of them were bad. Some of them were catchy. Um, And it was fine. Like, it fit in the movie. I will say, and I don't know if this is a civic thing or if this is something you might have noticed because I, I don't know if maybe the... The audio and the video were like a millisecond off, and that's what caused it. This is the worst. I took one note. I was taking notes. My only note. Everyone looked like they were fake singing in the singing scenes. Mm. And again, I don't know if that was just my screen being a millisecond off, and I want to get your take. Maybe you didn't notice, but it took me out of it. Anytime they were singing, you could tell that they were singing in a booth and mouthing it on stage, which everyone does, but I feel like they didn't do a good job of making it feel at least like they weren't. Yeah. So I did notice it at times, but not as bad as your, like every single person and everything. There was one or two times that where it was like, ah, it didn't quite line up, but not enough to take me out of it. No. Well, I got OCD, so I obsessed yeah. over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, I feel like, again, maybe I'm being too harsh, but I just feel like you're remaking something that's beloved mm-hmm. and all you're doing is adding mid tier music to it. And maybe kind of like pissing off the original fans in the process. We had two people leave during this. Really? In the theater, yeah. <laughs> two people left. I mean, it does. it is sitting at a 66% audience score on Which, Rotten Tomatoes. ironically, is the same as the first one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's a great point. I just, I don't know. I just, what did you give it? What did you give So. I'm not going to change my score. I just want to, I want to hear your take first. I, on this, I didn't, I wasn't taken out. With like the not synced up music and stuff, I I didn't mind any of the songs. There there was a couple that were kind of catchy. I had a good time with. I thought this movie was very funny. I got a few chuckles. I was laughing throughout the the slow melodramatic French version of the iCarly theme song. Fucking hilarious. Victoria was dying. See, I missed that. I didn't hear what they said, oh. and then Riley did one of her like high pitched laughs. Yeah, I was like, oh, that must have been really funny. I was like, what did they say? It was the iCarly theme song, and I was like. It's not as funny when you just tell me. No, it's not. It was <laughs> hilarious because they have him singing so dramatic and the mm-hmm. lyrics are on the bottom and I'm reading the lyrics like point. Uh, half my lyrics were cut off and sin- sin- uh, <laughs> oh, this is the yeah. civic effect. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I couldn't fully read the words. No, yeah, they were fully on screen for me <laughs> reading the words. And I'm like, this kind of like, what the fuck is he singing? Because I'm reading it. And then when it says it and there's that click of fuck me, that is the iCarly <laughs> theme song. So fucking funny. Um, I, there was multiple moments where like, I genuinely got good laughs out of this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the music, I, I kind of liked the music. I didn't have any issues with any of the songs knowing that it's a musical. You know, I dig musicals. You do. I enjoy me some musicals. You do. There wasn't one that was necessarily like stuck in, in, in my head that I couldn't fucking, there wasn't a scuttlebutt. God, that's, 
watched Shang-Chi last night, and Aquafina is just talking in it. I'm like, I can't believe someone paid her to sing a song. I'll save my Aquafina takes for next time we review an Aquafina movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm actually quite high on Key Elements. I'm at a 17 out of 20. Whoa! I really laughed. I liked the music. I think as a musical, it works very well in a movie. And, uh, I mean, this story doesn't really fall into key elements. I do think the cinematography is where it falls into that kind of connect on these two. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the singing scenes and shit looked really cool and were really enjoyable to watch. The Halloween scene. See, okay, so I, I saved that for a future category. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I do think it also wow. kind of plays with the, you know, it is a musical. How do they take it from Broadway to the movie and actually amplifying those kind of scenes works well for me. I think if like if they put Hamilton on screen, there's a couple of like scenes in Hamilton of the play that like you would have to do something really cool visually yeah, yeah. to recreate what they do in the play. Oh, 100%. I feel like they did a great job of doing stuff like that in this movie. Well, I'll save my assessment on that until the next category. What I will say is, I don't know. I just I wasn't as impressed with the songs. I did think uh, Moana when she was singing. She was probably my favorite just in this, not to get too far ahead. Who? Moana. Moana was in this time. Uh, oh, is o- that, it's o- an actress Oli, too. Oli Cravalho. Got it. She Janice. looked like Vanessa Hudgens. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes, she did. I didn't realize that was Moana. Um, Big Moana guy. Big Moana you guy. should have noticed. Big animated guy. Not a fan of the live action they're trying to make. I don't want to know who's behind the, the face of the stars. I don't want to know who Maui is. It'll ruin it for me. It's The Rock. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing that role in person. I'll tell you that much. I don't know. I just didn't love the music. Like, I didn't love it as much. And I just feel like, I, I think a key element, I'm like, I think of like the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. And as bad as that movie was, the Five Nights at Freddy's people loved it. And I just, are the Mean Girls fans loving this? I don't know. 100% return rate on audience fresh scores. It's <laughs> fair. When you think of it that way, the audience who liked the first one, 100% of them liked this one, statistically I just speaking. feel like they took something and they just added something that, My only... I gave it a nine. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I gave it a nine. That is really bad. The only thing that I can say with, like, obviously old and obviously the movie people love and, and talk about a lot it's kind of like the Space Jam effect. A lot of people talk about it. It doesn't mean it was an incredible film. You know what? I'll be honest. I think I'm almost me- I'm meanly hurting Mean Girls having not seen the original. I think I might be holding the original to too high of a standard. Okay, we're in the middle here. 100% you are. This new one is better than the original. <laughs> okay. People are shitting on it, and it's getting a worse score. It's objectively a better film and a better watch than the first one. Wow. That's a hot take. I watched them back to back. That is a hot take. I think Lindsay Lohan's a better lead in the first one than our than our lead in this. Mm-hmm. And Gory Rice. Yeah, but I think the the original is worse than this one. I think the music works well. It helps the pacing on this one. The original's just like it's fine, it's funny, but I think this does everything that the other one does, and then some. But better. Yeah. You know what? If we always give ourselves room to retroactively change scores, if I find myself watching the Mean Girls original movie. In the calendar year of 2024, I feel like you have one year to do this. Okay. <laughs> I will come back and maybe adjust my key element score. I will maybe do it, and I will – maybe it will be higher. Maybe it will be like, you're right, Ty. This was a better movie, and it had music. But I think I've come to the realization that maybe I'm holding the first one in a little bit too high of a regard. And you bringing up Space Jam made me realize yeah. that. Space Jam's not a good movie. Everyone loves it. Not a good movie. Good movie for its time. Okay, Mean Girls, probably a good movie for its time. <laughs> not a great movie. Have like, you seen fine. Space Jam? Well, of course I've seen Space Jam. I think it's good. I wouldn't say it's bad. I didn't, did I say bad? I said yeah. not good. Yeah, that's fair. Space Jam New Legacy, though. Bad. Underrated. Oh, you gave it a good score. You gave it a fresh score. No, it's bad. I, I went back. <laughs> it's 
It was on, I think it auto played on HBO Max the other day. You gave it a 66. Oh man, I'm right on the edge there. Drop that two points. Drop me below <laughs> the line or within the line. Below the line. Below the line. Yeah. I can't for scale fuck. <laughs> Don't go against Space Jam and Legacy tie. It's fine. But either way, like I, I it is the, the the thought of the original is better than the product of the original. Interesting. Visual cinematography. I do think some of the things they did from just like to alternate reality from music. And like you said, the, the Halloween party scene, I think there's some scenes like there was one scene. I don't remember exactly in the movie, but there was like we saw it several times where it'd be like, you know, the musical setting. And then it would show the real world real quick. And everyone's like looking at her funny. The first Regina George song, that was the song it was. The song ends and then like it looks at um, at the main character, Katie, and it's like all normal. And then it looks back at Regina. It was like a quick like cut, but it was like real fake real. I don't know. The way they did it was kind of like I thought it was like stitched together nicely yeah. and like kind of highlighted the uneasiness of the character um like i said i wasn't a huge fan of the music itself again not a, not disliking it but just nothing that really caught on for me and all these musicals like these songs and these movies that have music they kind of all start to blend together um a little bit you're either lin-manuel mirandaing it or you're you're wishing it or you're wonkaing it and i just i don't know i've seen truly truly great musicals not to brag seen a broadway show so um <laughs> I just I, I expect a little the bit higher quality. We'll yeah. say when Moana, when she's singing, um, when she finds she goes to uh, the party, when she goes to her art show, and Katie holds a party, yeah. and then she's like, "You're a bitch." Yeah. She says like a before she starts singing. I don't know. If she sung that song, but she said like a line, like she not like rapped, but it was almost like a that poetry. What's that poetry people do? Spoken word. Yeah, spoken. it was like spoken word, and it was like I was like, "Damn, that sounded yeah. like Lynn wrote it." Well, she's, you know, because she's like, she's top of her. She knows what she's doing musical. Something about Regina George and guts. And she's like, at least Regina has the guts to know that she has none or something like that. And I was like, damn, Moana cooking. Fuck yeah. 15 out of 20. Okay. Now we're making some progress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think some of, well, look, Jay, at the end of the day, all this category comes down to is one thing and one thing only. What is that? That's one shots. Oh, Okay. There were so many one shots going down the hall, into the rooms, Didn't even out think of about the rooms. That. Oh my! I feel like when there's music God in the background, Jay. I don't realize it's a one shot. The one shots—they trick you, they, <laughs> they distract you from it being a one shot. There was the Moana one shot, the Moana one yeah. shot where it's like through the hallway into the classroom, out of it, and it's after like their "Let's all be friends" speech. Mm-hmm. So fucking good, looks incredible. The Halloween scene and like all the people being frozen and shit and like mm-hmm. freaking out. So good. Billie Eilish vibes from that scene. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Great call. Thank you. But it's some of like the visuals of the music. Like That's what you have to do if you want to make a play that looks cool as a play or whatever. Work on screen and shit like that. So you're going to get credit for me if you're doing that. Didn't have as much of an issue with the music as you did. I'm two points higher. I'm at a 17 out of 20. I think this looked really, really good. I liked the, the musical elements of it and how they choreographed. Dancing was fantastic all throughout. Mm-hmm. You didn't have just like random people doing weird shit that looked ridiculous. Um, yeah. It worked. It worked for me. I think it looked really cool. Fair enough, Ty. Characters, Jay. As someone who's seen both movies, why don't you lead me here? All right. As our lead, as Katie Heron, mm-hmm. she and Gory Rice and Gory Rice from Spider-Man fame. No, I know she's in other shit. I don't know what. I know her as the news anchor girl from yeah Spider-Man. Fair. Um. She's more believable as an outsider than Lindsay Lohan. Mm, good call. I know what you're about to say. But. Not believable as a plastic at all. Correct. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not as good of a performance when it's like, I'm I'm top bitch. 100%. It's just, it feels. She's only like a dork. 
No offense to Angori Rice. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. She has a dork face. I'm sorry. I got a dork face. If I was like, if you, if I tried tell, telling you I was like a jock oh that was, God. that was like in charge of everyone, you'd be like, no, you weren't. <laughs> I'm sorry. She That's plays it. a news anchor in Spider-Man. Like, she does. She plays the high school nerd in the other movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine having dork face. You're right. You're absolutely right. She's way less believable of becoming like top of the fucking food chain. Everything runs through me mm-hmm. type fucking vibe. Um, with that being said, Renee Rapp, much better than Rachel McAdams. So she's actually the girl from the musical. Yeah. I didn't know that. So fuck you, Jay. Sorry. You're better than If she wasn't in the musical, you know, you know, keep your point up. I'll make my point at the end. Continue. She's better. I liked Moana as the friend better in this one. My favorite character in this whole film. Um, yeah, fantastic. Damien, split. First Damien's funny. Second Damien's funny. Okay. Works for me. I liked the friend group in this one probably the same. The Karen. The dumb friend. She looked like a pigeon. Yeah. Very intentionally. Like, she was playing it stupid and just, like, dead staring into space. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. Every time she was on screen, I was laughing at her. She was great. I said that Moana was my favorite. She might have been my favorite, too. She was fantastic. She's just a bumbling idiot. Really good dumb person. (laughs) I question what she's like in real life because she played it so well. (laughs) Like, if she has a PhD or something, I will be floored. (laughs) Yeah, she was good. Um... So, I mean, I like the characters a little better in this one than the first one as a whole. What do you think of Gretchen Wieners? Gretchen Wieners. Which she one looks Gretchen? The other friend. The other friend. She looks just, I feel like I I know her. I don't know who, I don't know if it's someone we went to high school with. I don't know if it's another actress, but the whole movie, not in this picture on IMDb or on Rotten Tomatoes, but in the movie itself, I I swear I knew her. Yeah, she's got a real familiar looking face. I said, I, I, I don't have to that. say last names, uh... Kaylee Conrad's ex-girlfriend maybe was what I was thinking. I said that and Riley's like, oh, I could kind of see it. But then I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm sold on that all the way. No, 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 no. So I, I don't know, man. It was bothering me, though, because I was like, I feel like I know Gretchen Wieners. And then I looked at her filmography, and I that's literally the only thing she's been in besides like some shows, and I've never seen any of them. So I was like, I don't know who I think she looks like. I don't know. She's got a familiar-looking face. Sometimes people just look like people you know. You know what? You just had a breakthrough. Does she look like Modern Family Girl, Ariel Winter, younger daughter of Phil Dunphy, a little bit in the movie, or my little tripping? bit, little with blonde hair? Hmm. Maybe that's what we're going at here. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, either way, um, she was fine. I, I liked her in this movie. It works. Think for of me. Tina Fey. Tina Fey played a great version of Tina Fey. <laughs> uh, oh, Tina Fey and the principal are like dating or married or whatever yeah. in this one. Riley told me that wasn't in the original. Original. She just got divorced. Hmm. Principal was crushing on her a little bit. Oh, so that was probably like a nod to the fans. Like it was like a continuation he, of their storyline while everyone else has started over. Yeah, he got the girl. Yeah, he had the cast on. He had carpal tunnel or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. They don't explain it in this one. <laughs> they do explain it in the first. Oh, one. how do you get carpal tunnel? I don't know. He's just carpal. Oh, he tunnel. just has. He just has <laughs> carpal tunnel. They don't even mention that he That's has carpal tunnel. In this okay. one, though. <laughs> He's just walking around with a fucking club hand, and no one asks why. Tina Fey did have some meta jokes in this. There was the one scene where she's like, I don't know your whole story or something. Or no, Lindsay Lohan said that when they did the yes. the math thing. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan said, I don't know your story, your whole story or whatever. Well, and the math like, thing, it ends in a tie. And they're like, this has only ever happened one time before. That too, yeah. First movie. Tina Fey said something too, though, that was like, you know, it was a meta joke. And I, I like meta jokes. Meta jokes are fantastic. I will note, John Hamm plays the coach in this uh, film. Mm-hmm. He's on screen for like 20 seconds. The biggest waste of John Hamm I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> 
Um, in the first one, one notable difference is when the burn book comes out, one of the things is the coach was sleeping with underage girls. Oh. In the first one. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, and then they were like, well, that turned out to be true, so that's why we're investigating if she's a drug dealer. Mm. Smartly left that out of this one. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, that that's smart to do. Shout out John Hamm, though. I wonder if he had the script or if he's like, yeah, I'll just play a pedophile PE teacher. Put me in the movie. I think what happened was is he uh, got a payday, and he was like, oh, I'm going to play Coach Carr, the guy who's barely in this movie maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they cast him because they're like, hey, we're going to put you in the trailers because I want to say he – I definitely know he's in the trailer. Yeah. And his trailer to film percentage might be 90%. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> it's like Valkyrie and 75% and at Guardians. least. Oh. Guardians. Or Marvels. Yeah. Yeah, it's just all it's all shown in the trailer. I don't know. Wild move. At least this one didn't feel as desperate as the Valkyrie one. I'm convinced <laughs> they added that Valkyrie scene like after filming everything. Yeah. Like we need to try to get someone. Mm-hmm. And they called up like all these people and they're like, damn, all we can get is Tessa Thompson. Who I love Tessa Thompson. Big Tessa Thompson fan. Fantastic. I don't know how many people are going to go see the Marvels for te- for Valkyrie. Not many. Especially when you only are giving us 30 seconds of Tessa Thompson. What'd you give their score? As a score, I... I think the performances work. I feel like they play their characters very well. And there's a lot of good comedic performances mm-hmm. as well. No one's winning an Oscar for this. It's a 13 out of 20. Once again, higher than me, Ty. Yeah. I see where our final scores are trending. I gave it a 12. Okay. I thought everyone was played well. And this is a situation where I didn't hold the first one to high regard. Because I do feel like everyone in this film made sense as their character. I had the exact same takeaway as you as uh Angori Rice was a great nerd, great dork face, but when she was like a plastic, <laughs> it just wasn't as believable. And I remember thinking that in the film. Yeah. I was like, she just doesn't quite have the Lindsay Lohan effect. Like and Lindsay then, Lohan, she was less believable as a dork. Hundred percent believable as as, you know, the cool girl. Yeah. Um I think if there wasn't a Regina George already on Broadway Dream casting for Regina George in the year 2024 is very obviously Sydney Sweeney, right? Yeah, she plays a great uh, Regina George, 100%. Like, if they just uh, were like, hey, we don't have anyone to do this. We have a blank check, and we want to get the boyfriends to come with their girlfriends, you put Sydney Sweeney in the movie. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Moana was my, my – Karen Avantika uh, is what she's known as professionally. Pigeon? Yes. Okay. Uh, she was great. She was like uh, the she was coming off the bench as the sixth man. You know, won a playoff game, swung the series, oh, really yeah. impactful. Yeah. But I still think the MVP MVP of the team was Moana. Uh, I just something about her character and the way she portrayed it was very believable and just like felt this movie is is it's built on like unbelievable characters. And even though like the Moana character, obviously like she's quirky and you know whatever, but like I don't know, felt the most believable. Like felt like a real person. Like if you would have told me that all these people were actors. If this was like a uh, jury duty and all these people were actors and Moana's character was just a real person, mm-hmm. I kind of believe it. No, a hundred percent. Most improved also like the friend in the first one, she's in it. Mm-hmm. She's whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. She plays a great character. Good to know. Yeah. So yeah, I gave it a 12. I just still maybe giving a little bit of a, of a, of a tad down just because it's like, you're just playing characters that already exist. You didn't write these for this, but not a lot. 12 out of 20. All right. Last category, Jay. Enjoyment. How much did you enjoy the Mean Girls remake? You know, for as all the bad things I'm saying about it, like, it's an easy watch. Like, there's no doubt about that. And, like, I had some chuckles. I had some fun throughout. I don't think I ever had a knee slapper. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you, Jay. Did I tell you about the guy in Poor Things who literally slapped his knee and Riley bullied him? Yeah. Yeah, you did. And then he never slapped his knee the rest of the film. Yeah. Just terribly, <laughs> terribly mean move. 
<laughs> I Carly scene was a knee slapper. That was completely I changed wish. from the first one. It was fucking fantastic. I was too busy focusing on the fact that the subtitles weren't like all the way on the bottom and like it took me out of it. So you were just looking at letters, not reading them because you're so pissed off of where they were. Yes. Imagine if we saw Godzilla minus one and that's what happened. Oh, I would flip the fuck out. <laughs> They're coming out with that in black and white, by the way. I saw that God, Godzilla minus one minus color. Great name. Wonderful name. Look, it's a fun watch. It's an easy watch. Like, when you say it's an easy watch, it almost makes it sound bad. But, like, I look at my enjoyment scale of other movies in the past, and I look at a movie like Indiana Jones. I look at a movie like Dungeons and Dragons. I look at a movie like The Equalizer. Very different, but when I'm just talking about my enjoyment. Looking at a movie like The Flash. Looking at a movie like Quiz Lady. All those movies have one thing in common. They have a 14 out of 20 on enjoyment tie. It was fun. I feel like I save, you know, I always say 1920 is like best of all time. 15 plus is kind of an exclusive club. 14 out of 20. Yeah. I mean, our theme this entire time is I've been having mm-hmm. a better time with this movie than you. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise I'm, I'm higher than you in this category. I had a fun time with it. I went in thinking this movie was going to be really fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I, I've never watched the original, but I just knew, like, what it the aura of the original. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not for me. I'm not going to have a good time watching this. Thoroughly surprised. I had a really good time. I laughed throughout. The story was fine. Like, it worked. Um, I'm at a 16 out of 20. Wow. I liked this movie. Wow. I would recommend this movie. Is this a Cinemark Movie Club bump? <laughs> I didn't get a discount on the tickets. No online fees. <laughs> That's great. That's a great deal. I need to hop in. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I had a good time with it. The, my subtitles weren't cut off, so I enjoyed some of the jokes a little bit better. There was full heads in shots. That's good. It really helps when watching a movie and trying to uh, judge it critically. I had a good time with it. It was fun. Victoria had a good time with it. Yeah, I was Our theater ask, was what laughing. What did she think? Yeah, she had a good time with it. I think I enjoyed it more than she did. What Does she know your take about the musical being better than mm-hmm. the original? Yeah. How does she feel about that? I don't think she agrees with me, but... I stand by it. Did Xander like this movie? Did you go with him? No, no. Oh, nice. Yeah, just date night. Nice. Yeah, I had my mom watch him. So nice. It was just us. He did watch the original with me at home afterwards. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're like, son, this is what you missed. Yeah. <laughs> this plus singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, going back to like just the overall f- with this movie also, this movie was so much more sexualized than the first one. That is, uh, I saw a comment on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll try to find it, but continue your point. It was just like, I... Look, in my head, 2004, like, that era was like, ha-ha, I'm a grown man and I'm dating a fucking high schooler in movies and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it was nothing. So you would think that that one would be the way more, like, out there type movie. Not at all. This one is so much more than that. Riley told me about a funny tweet. Uh, This was other people. It's inappropriate. I'm not going to say it for the podcast. But it it was making jokes about uh, the sexuality in this movie and how it was very sexual. It was enhanced, 100%. Like they it, they bumped it up a notch, which I was like, okay, and I assumed that was the first one, what the first one was like. So I was like, all right, well, like we're making a Mean Girls movie. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But then I went and watched the first one, and I was like, no, no, that was a choice. <laughs> There's some funny ass reviews on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience. I like this one that says it's stupid and inappropriate for kids who are brought up with morals and integrity. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're just fucking looking down on everybody right there. Oh man. Some of the audience reviews can be fantastic. Fantastic. I think, fantastic. you know what? Every week, I'm going to give you one funny audience review. Hold me to it. Okay. And that was this week's because I can't find the original one that I saw yesterday that made me laugh a lot. This one I get a good kick out of. Stupidest movie, basically a musical remake of the original. That's mm. exactly what they marketed it as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you realized what you're going to watch. 
The one I found the other, I don't, maybe it wasn't on Rotten Tomatoes. It was, it was the people complaining that there was too much boobs in it. And it, it made me, just the way it was written though, made me laugh. Like the one saying it's inappropriate for kids who are raised on morals and integrity. That's fantastic. It just, <laughs> all right, Jay, what'd you give it? Final score. It's not within the lines for me. Wow. If I had a solo Rotten Tomatoes account, I would give it a rotten. What'd you give it? 57 out of 100. That is significantly lower than my score. Yeah. I finished at a 75 out of 100. Hey, I reserve the right to change it if I watch the original Mean Girls. Yeah. This is a better movie than the original and the original is beloved. Again, not an incredible masterpiece work of art. Really fun watch. Really easy to get through. I would give it a fresh. I, I This is a fun movie. I like the music. I like the one shots. I like the choreography. It's fun to watch. It's fun to listen to. Easy to get through. Fair. Had a good time with it. Mr. Armin White doesn't like it. Oh, okay. Shocker. It's not actually on Rotten Tomatoes, but I saw his article that he just wrote that is, uh, beware of mean girls on screen or in politics. Oh. Mm-hmm. That fucking got the best. So what's our consensus score? Sorry. Uh, I gave it a 75. That gives us a combined score of 66 out of 100, bumping it right above. Help me out here, Joe. <laughs> it's tied with the likes of Bros, <laughs> Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Witches, Death on the Nile, and The Little Mermaid, which might be fair. That's another remake that we forgot to mention when we were talking about this whole remake thing. Oh, yeah. That's a remake of a movie. Found it. Okay. Yeah. Hilarious. It got the exact same score as Space Jam, Mm -hmm. which we brought up earlier. We've given out a significant amount of 66s. I'd like to point out I gave Little Mermaid an 11 for Plot Slash Story, which was actually higher than me. Sorry about it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of 66s. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the most common score. That'd be a lot of work to do live on. Oh, we've given a lot of 69s. There you go. Yes, we have. It's a great score. I mean, uh, it makes sense. Our average average score, you're a 67.9. I'm a 67.4. Look, man, we usually watch the good movies. Our average should be higher than average. Is AI coming for our jobs, Ty? Is AI better than us? What is the name of the segment? They took her job. Is South AI Park. coming for our jobs? Today can, I asked, can AI replace us? Oh, I, I kind of like AI coming for our jobs, though, because yeah. it, it strikes fear, and then that makes people come back. Yeah, like, oh, shit, is it? They see me just fucking everyone in the world AI and put them in a mental blender. Everyone in the world is asking this question. It's like one of the most important topics of our generation. Mm-hmm. And the only way for them to know is, is your answer. Yeah, it's me versus AI for the planet. <laughs> I love that. I asked it to make. I said, hey, AI, how's it going? So come up with a name. Way to be friendly in case they win. <laughs> I didn't say that. Come up with a name for a theatrical musical for five different film franchises and include one song name for each production as well as who they are sung by. So, I don't know. Some of these are too easy. Some of these are too hard. They're actually kind of all pretty easy. I'll give you one full point. Easy for me to think of a random fucking name of a song and singer for a movie? Sung by, like, the character in the movie who sings it or sung by, like, a musician in real life? Because that's not easy at all. Character. Character. Okay, that makes it easier. All right, so each movie, you can get up to two points. You need to get six points, seven points to win. Got it. You get one point. I'll give you the song. Okay. If you don't get it on the song, or well, you have to say it before you guess, your lifeline is I'll give you the name of the musical because that's a lot more telling. Got it. And then you only get half a point. Are you telling me the franchise? No, so each franchise has a musical name. Like, it's rebranded with a new name That's for the Are you telling me what the franchise is? I'm going to tell you the song name. Oh. You, you can either guess. Okay. Or, if you uh, don't think you know it, I'll tell you the musical name, but then your guess is only worth half a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then you'll also get another point for guessing who it's sung by. Character in the film. Correct. Number one, the song, Force of Music. Oh. What is the film franchise? Force of Music, it's Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty easy. Yeah, that one's easy. Uh, Star Wars, Galactic Harmony is the name of the musical. Galactic Harmony. And who do you think would be singing Force of Music? Star Wars is a tough one because it's it's the originals, the prequels, the sequels. Mm-hmm. Galactic Harmony makes me feel like it's a good person, not a bad person. Can't be Anakin. He kills a lot of children. Ray is like maybe I AI's real big on the Disney Star mm-hmm. Wars. Mm-hmm. So you go Ray. Princess Leia feels like the other one that's like most popular. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a female lead singing, Chewbacca might be the funniest. That would be hilarious. How have they not made a Star Wars musical yet? I'm actually kind of shocked by that. George yeah, Lucas really protecting that IP? Yeah. It's like, don't you do me like that. That would make so much money. Or, well, no. No, your audience. Star Wars fans would hate it. But they'd, they'd hate watch it. They would show up in droves to watch it. Yeah, And I then also, talk about how much they hate it afterwards. I don't know. I feel like a Star Wars... I don't know if there's a non-cheesy way of doing that. I feel like no matter what they do, it'd be cheesy. With like Lean the into force it. and lightsabers. And, make but it then funny. You, but then you like make a joke of yourself. Which that's where I feel like George Lucas is like, we need to make a satirical Star Wars, like, that makes fun of Star Wars musical tie. We're going Princess Leia. Wrong. You should just pick the freaking main character of the whole franchise. It's Luke Skywalker. And he sings what? Force of Music. He's got the force, Ty. There's not no, everyone. No, no, no. The what force. was the name of the song? Force of Music. That's not the name you told me. Galactic Harmony is the name of the musical. Oh. The song was Force of Music. Yes. That fucked me up. I heard Galactic Harmony, and I was like, oh, that feels like something you get like a... It feels like a more feminine title, but that's the name of the entire thing. Yes. Force of Music was the song. Yes. I'm back in. Moving on. Song. Enchanting Spells. Harry Potter. Correct. The the play, even though there actually is a Harry Potter play. Uh, Wizards Crescendo. Crescendo? Crescendo. Okay. Who is singing Enchanting Spells? Enchanting Spells. It's got to be Harry, right? <laughs> you would think because of Luke Skywalker, but no, it's Hermione Granger. <laughs> I just fucking flipped those two. I went main character, nah, main female lead. And then I was like, all right, this is the main character. And no, it's main female lead. I'll go to the two other really. I don't know which way to fucking go here because no matter what, I'm going to fucking. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> There's... I'm going to give you the two other easy ones. You got two points so far. Okay. The song, Ring of Destiny. <laughs> oh, Ring of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Makes me think Lord of the Rings. Fair. But. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. I was going to say, if that is the case, I don't know any of the characters to guess, so I didn't want to like box myself in. It doesn't matter if I box myself in. It's already that, if that's the case. Lord of the Rings. Correct. Uh, that is the play, The Lord of the Rings, Melodies of Middle-Earth. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Who sings Ring of Destiny? Ring of, the song's Ring of Destiny? Mm-hmm. If I were to say... I'll give you the, the character name or the actor who plays a character in the movie, if you know that. Oh, what the fuck's his name? He, he's got the real buggy eyes. You think Gollum? No, no, not those, not that buggy. Okay. <laughs> the less buggy eyes. Elijah Wood. Who does Elijah Wood play? I don't know. I think that might be Hobbit. <laughs> I've never seen any of these movies. Uh, He is, let's see, Elijah. No, he doesn't play the Hobbit. He's the guy with the ring. Elijah Wood in Lord of the Rings plays who, tell me the character name. This is bad for people who actually, Frodo Baggins. Frodo, yeah. No, it's uh, Aragorn. Uh, Arag- Aragorn? Never, never would have got that. You know we haven't seen. We just spoke about you don't. You don't know who Aragorn is. I didn't tell it to do Lord of the Rings. I just told it to do five right. film franchises. I think you set me up there. It's fine. Played by Viggo Mortensen. Oh, I do know that name. Oh, is he the guy who broke his foot kicking a helmet? 
I don't know. Is that in the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, that's like the oh. one thing that everyone talks about is he kicks a helmet and then screams out in like pain in the scene. But in real life, he screamed mm. out in pain because he broke his foot kicking the helmet. Oh, it's like the Leo scene in Django. <laughs> I started unironically calling it to Django, and now that's yeah. the only thing I call it. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's wrong. it's like the Vavitch. That's the, every time I think of that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. When he smashes the glass. That's what everyone always talks about. Uh, Vigo Mortensen is okay. the guy in Green Book. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. You're right. You haven't. Nope. <laughs> Just like you haven't seen uh, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Next up, the song is in Infinity Melody. Infinity War? Star Marvel? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. The play is Superhero Serenade. Who sings it? What, what It was an Infinity Melody? Mm-hmm. Ooh, see, I'm oh, thinking... Yeah. Three, four points so far. I'm thinking we go... Like when, when the king sings in Hamilton. Mm. It's like, hey, he's a bad guy, but he's singing. Mm. Infinity Melody, it's Thanos. Wrong again. Iron Man. <laughs> he's making no sense. Well, it's impossible for you to win, but the last one might be the only one you don't get the film franchise. Okay. Maybe you will, though. The song, Echoes of the Past. Echoes of the Past is the most vague of them. Franchise. Mm-hmm. Multiple movies. Correct. That is a franchise. Back to the Future? Is that your final answer? No, because you would have just said yes if it was. <laughs> <laughs> Echoes of the Past. What film franchise is in the past? Or is it in the present? Or maybe the future. <laughs> oh no. Um Drastic Drastic Park. Drastic World franchise. Such final answer. Yeah. Correct. It is Drastic Let's go. Park. Dino Rhythms is Fuck the name yeah. of the musical. Who's it sung by? Again, I will take actor name. It's I it's Chris not Hemsworth, not Evans. Chris Point? Pratt? Yeah, Chris Pratt. No, it's the original uh main guy, Alan Grant. Who the fuck is what He's is played he? by Adrian Ho. Who? No, I, I've never seen the. Alan Grant, Doctor Alan Grant is a fictional character in the Jurassic Park franchise. He's a paleontologist. is introduced in the in Michael Crichton's nineteen ninety novel Jurassic Park, which began the franchise. Musical names echoes of the past. Mm-hmm. That's no, that's the song name. Oh, okay. Musical is Dino Rhythms. Dino Rhythms. That's a real shitty name. So is AI coming for our job? No, I mean this did feel like an away game. You gave me a lot of franchises I wasn't familiar with. Mm, got it. I wasn't on my home field. I wasn't. I wasn't comfortable. I was set up to fail. Speaking of franchises, before you tell the audience what we're reviewing next week, I would like to provide an update for a movie we were watching this year. Um, I have watched the first two Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. I have. We talked about it on the podcast. I have watched them since we recorded that podcast. What are thoughts? Early thoughts? Um, I don't want to... Two completely different movies. Yeah? It is not... I haven't seen the third yet. James Franco in either of those? He's in the first one. Okay. It is not a... It's cohesive, but it's not as cohesive as you think. Okay. You could watch the second one without watching the first one. See, what I like to think of these franchises is are first one's still fine. What they are as like, oh, first one's fine. It's second one not better. Not as good as the second one. Okay, good, good. Yeah. What I want to hope that this franchise is is it's just very human stories being told as with monkey people. What do you mean by human stories? Like historical creating of empires going to war. Mm, not quite. No. <sighs> Maybe that'll be the new one. That's what the new one seems like, is it's like different tribes. Like It's just going to be like a historical drama, but with monkeys, which I'm like, that's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. I like the, that idea. I haven't seen the third one. I guess it has a crazy ending. Both my dad and Joe almost spoiled it for both of us, and we're like, no, no, we haven't seen the third one yet. We've only seen the first two. We had to tell both of them that for Planet of the Apes. No, spoiled it for both of us, as in- Me and Riley. Oh, okay. I will say, I know, like, the old Planet of the Apes movies are known for having, like... Statue of Liberty? Really big endings, yeah. Which made me realize, funny story, is I had this genius idea 
I was like, because I, I want to write a book. It's like a bucket list thing. Mm-hmm. I told Ryan, I was like, you're a writer. What if it's like a sci-fi movie where like this astronaut like goes to this planet and it's like back in time and it's whatever. And he thinks it's like a different planet, but it's really Earth or something like that. And I was like, God, that's such a good idea. And then independently learned about how in the planet, the original planet of the apes, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So not a creative idea by me at well, all. Well, great idea. <laughs> Done decades, 60 years Decades ago. too late. It's like my uh, the how I noticed there was a lot of Indian food on uh, rest stops throughout the country, and mm-hmm. someone had written an article about it. Yeah, before I could jump on it. Yeah, so I'm just slow, Ty. So. You were you were going to be a beat reporter. You're going to head on the road and figure out why, <laughs> as that article was already published. So I guess our idea about we just we need to hop on the detective who finds out he's his own murderer. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's already been done though. Who knows? That's the fucking crazy part. Also. Last thing, I promise, to update from last week's most 10, top 10 anticipated movies, mm-hmm. Mickey 17, delayed indefinitely. Yeah, yeah, that was already <laughs> delayed by the time the podcast came out. Yeah. But we Shame recorded on us for it prior. pre-recording. Yep, that's on us, hand up. We got to do it week of. God forbid we do anything ahead of time. <laughs> oh, someone made a good point, though, that, like, I guess it's doing really well in screenings, and it's really hard for a movie to come out in, like, March and carry Oscar buzz all yeah. the way to the following march yeah so they probably are going to push it back to like next january next Which february you feel like they would have thought of ahead of time with how fucking great he's done with studio heads are stupid parasite and shit studio heads are stupid they're very stupid so we did there was uh, two awards there was the emmys and and golden globes who cares about those don't care about those only thing i care about i've decided to start watching succession mm. riley wants to watch it asked me if i cared i said nope <laughs> four episodes in it's dense Seems pretty good, though. They win a lot of awards. They did. They, I tried they lying, too. I was like, I already know which kid wins. She's like, who? And I was like, because she's like, oh, she said, I already know. Who is it? And I was like, the one guy. <laughs> it's like, just totally caught me in my lie. Nice. So I have no idea. Called I, your fucking bluff. I also independently explained to my dad the p- plot of succession and was completely wrong. And Riley just called me out. Let me finish the whole thing. Explain it to me. I said that the guy died, and it's like everyone fighting over his yeah. uh, will. Yeah. And Riley's like, that's not at all what happens. He's no, still pretty, alive. I'm, in pretty, the whole I'm pretty sure he's in, like, I think maybe he eventually dies. Not 100% <laughs> sure. He's in, like, multiple seasons. Yeah, so I was just totally wrong. It's more just, like, retiring, it seems like. Yeah. Not death. It's maybe. fantastic. I don't know. What are we reviewing next week, Ty? Well, there was two award shows. Next week, we're getting a head start on our award show, the one that matters. Mm-hmm. It's Oscar season. I thought you were going to say the ESPYs. No. <laughs> it's Oscar season. Um, next week, they will be releasing all of the nominees. Correct. Next Tuesday, the 23rd. Which we'll be recording after that. So we're going to go over all the nominees. And look, we haven't seen this movie, but we got a pretty good idea that it's going to be on that list. Correct. We're going to be reviewing The Holdovers, which is the Paul Giamatti Netflix film. He's getting a lot of buzz for Best Actor. It's pretty much him and Bradley Cooper, I feel like. For getting- Best actor. Killian Murphy, dog. Oh, and Killian Murphy, yeah. Those three. Yeah, oh, I was like that. He feels like the heavy yeah, fa- yeah. heavy favorite. I've seen a lot of buzz for Paul Giamatti. Well, I mean, we'll find out. We're going to watch it. He's number one, according to Variety.com. Really? Ahead of Killian Murphy and Bradley Cooper. He did lose uh, to the Golden Globes, which does not matter whatsoever. Yeah, I, the Golden Globes happened. I was thinking about talking about it on the podcast. I'm like, oh, we could, because I'm pretty sure we did that last year. And then I looked at last year's, and it's like, I think the last two years, I'm like, there's no correlation no no like sometimes never... they win if it's a runaway favorite but mm-hmm. it's like it's very rare that it's like oh shit because i think then angela bassett win one of them and then just didn't even have a fucking shot with oscars well she got nominated for yeah yeah and then she got an honorary oscar this year because they felt bad for her did mm-hmm. you didn't see that john mulaney joke 
Oh, that was a different thing, wasn't that? I don't know. John I Mulaney was like an honorary Oscar or something. John Mulaney hosted something else and did so much better than uh, the one guy. I know his but, fucking name. Like last year, the Fablemans won Best Drama, and the Banshees of Inisherin won Best Musical or Comedy, and Best Picture was uh, everywhere, every everywhere, everything all at once. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. But Oscars matter. That's mm-hmm. the big one. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody wants to win. Mm-hmm. Holdovers was nominated, so at least we got that. <laughs> what do you for Golden Globe? Oh, Golden Globe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought the fucking nominations were out. <laughs> no, we're going to go over there. everything. We're going to talk about it. We're going to review one of the movies. Uh, it's streaming on Correct. Netflix. Pe- Peacock. Go watch it, everyone. Peacock. Not Netflix? That was a Netflix film. Peacock. No, that was the other one. Maestro. Go watch Holdovers, Peacock, so you're ready for next week's episode when we talk about a best picture potential nominee. And we can start crafting our list. We'll have scores, and we will know exactly how we would have voted yeah. for uh, best picture. Go watch it. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.